Uh, joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, his weekly visit, is uh, is our guy Terry Blunt, smoking sports with Terry Blunt. Uh, he's got a show on Saturdays, 11 to 1 o'clock right here on 950 KJR. Hi, Terry. I see where I write. You take the you take the pitcher over the over the hitter any day. I got, wow. I, got you. I, I see I see where I write there. Did you really no, no, tell no when Jackson called you initially? Did you say, "Hey, you got to call me back because I'm on my car phone"? I did. I you did. have a I car actually phone? Stop! Look, I I am no on oh. my you know the hooked up to the car and it didn't oh. sound right. So <laughs> it's an I'm age on my thing. way to I'm on my way to the final exciting. OTA, oh. uh, which actually stands for Organized Team Activities, but for me it stands for Optional Terry's Attention. <laughs> there uh, you go. There is, uh, you know, i got to tell you, watching a bunch of overgrown men in undersized shorts run around doesn't make my top ten list of things. Well, then why do you go? So, <laughs> just, you you got, got nothing there, else to do? Who knows? I mean, you know, who knows? Uh, Russell Wilson may decide he's, you know, he's going to hold out. Who knows? So uh, hey, I'll be there, and I'll I'll watch one more time. Hang so, on, I'm, I'm just I'm just getting this now. Uh, KJR's Trey Blunt is reporting that Russell Wilson is holding out. Uh, we're confirming that story right now uh, using a burner phone, but I can I can say for sure that Terry Blunt thinks Russell Wilson is holding out. Be careful what you put on Twitter and say on the radio. That's right, man. Be careful. And he's holding out until Portland gets a major league baseball team. That's right. There you go. I saw something yesterday. Somebody put something up that he's um, he's going to throw out the first pitch at a Mariners game. He's technically property of the New York Yankees, and he's involved with the effort to bring Portland baseball. Guy likes baseball. He likes well, baseball. Right. How about that? Yeah. Wow, he just he is everywhere in the baseball circles these days, isn't he? Yeah. He's the mascot yeah. for the Rainiers. Oh. I'll tell you this: much, he better yeah. throw a strike. He better throw a strike. I yeah, would, I would he, hope that he would he throw a strike. He is set up for serious ridicule if that doesn't happen. Yeah, so. I, I think he could probably <laughs> throw. He could probably throw a strike. Well, all right. So if you go this, you're like everybody else that goes out to these OTAs. It's the same thing. I'm going out to the OTAs. I don't really want to be there, but I'm going to be there. All right. So what do you? What? This is my favorite question. Where, where are your eyes going to go today, Terry? When you when you land uh, at the OTAs, what are you watching for today? Oh man, you know what? It's just it's just you hope you you actually hope you do see something meaningful. That's what <laughs> that's all you can hope for. Sure. Is you see something meaningful, and I have actually. I've seen a few things that caught my attention, good and bad. Uh, some of the good, uh, Shaquem Griffin, man, that guy. That guy can play. I mean, I know we're just watching him out there running around. They're not hitting anybody. But I, oh, I, I hope he can play, Terry, because if he couldn't play, I don't know. Yeah, we have sure big problems if he can't play. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I'm really impressed with that kid. Hey, he is always in the right spot. He's very quick. He's bigger than I thought he was. He, he gets to the situation as quick as I've ever seen a rookie defensively do that. He doesn't make mistakes, and you don't have to tell him something twice. I mean, he really he's really impressed me a lot, and we'll see you know, how that continues once they're actually out there in pads and, and going to where they're actually hitting people in preseason games. But I've been very impressed with him. What I haven't been impressed with is the two guys that throw the football behind Russell Wilson. That is, mm. that does not look good, guys. And we got to tell you. I mean, mm. It would be an understatement to say it does not look good. So hopefully that will change as they get in and actually throw passes that matter uh, in games and stuff like that. But as of today, if I if if the season was starting tomorrow, I would be very concerned if I was the Seahawks about the backup quarterback situation. What what about so, them? What what about them has raised your your eyebrows a little bit? Like, uh oh. Well, it, it's just it, what really raises your eyebrow is the difference between what Russell does 
in what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the difference between Jupiter and Pluto, okay? Right. It, so and, that's and I, what really gets you. And, I, and I'm not, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but I'm, is that a fair comparison, do you think? To say, would, would anybody well, look that not. way? No, but I mean, I'm comparing it to years past when they had other guys out there who weren't as good as, as him, like Trevor Boykin and guys like that, but still didn't look too bad. Uh-huh. I mean, these guys have, have just not thrown the ball well. They, they, they're just the way they move and the rhythm they have hasn't looked good. And I realize you're talking about a, a Pro Bowl quarterback in his sixth year or seventh year against these guys out there who are new. But And, and Davis has been around a long time, uh, Austin Davis. So, uh, And the other guy is a seventh-round quarterback, Magoo, who seventh-round draft pick, who, you know, we'll see. But I, if it's, it's looked so unimpressive that I would really be looking for somebody else if I were them. And I don't know that they are, and I don't know that they're concerned about it, but people notice. That's the other thing that I've noticed out there is that they they just haven't looked very good. And there's another thing that no one talks about, and we're going to talk about quite a bit on the show Saturday, and it it seems like an insignificant thing, but with all the talk of the catch rule this year, it kind of got passed over, and that is there is a new rule that you can't lead with your helmet in any situation at any position. And Pete is really concerned about this. I have never seen Pete do this before, but at the OTAs on Monday, he came up to me, came up to Bob Condota, he came up to several guys out there, uh, Greg Bell, and said, I want you guys to really watch this because we're having to teach some of these guys to lead with their shoulder, and they've never done that before. And this is a really big deal for us, and I want you guys to watch. He has never done that before at a practice that I've ever been to, where he actually came up to the media and said, you guys need to pay attention to this because this is going to be a big deal. Was he wearing both think... Was he wearing both gloves when he came up to you? <laughs> no, I was, was wearing my white oh. gloves because of all the criticism I got for turning off the mouse last week so but uh but but yeah but no it's uh i think it's a bigger deal than people have talked about because he thinks that they're going to call this on interior play like on interior linemen and stuff which Mm. has never happened before it's basically just been a guy carrying the ball or a guy making a tackle and he thinks that's not going to be true anymore and no Mm. one really knows how the officials are going to enforce this and how tightly they're going to call it but if you really call it as tightly as it sounds, you could call it on every play. Yeah. So for so, people, yeah, for people who don't know the rule, Terry, you, you couldn't drop your head as a defender. Now you can't drop your head as an offensive player. And so right, I, you can't. You just can't. You can't lead with your head yeah, yeah. in any circumstance. Right. Yeah. I don't. With, with the lineman thing, it's. I don't know how they're going to be able to do this because it if, first of all, it's a yard. You're what are you a yard apart? Between an offensive yeah. lineman and a defensive lineman, and the and your head drops. I mean, your head just naturally drops. It's a, it's part of the well, sport. What about, it's what about hard. the center? I mean, what about yeah, the guy that's spiking the ball? Yeah, I so I think, but but Pete seems, and I'm going to ask him about this today. But Pete seems seriously concerned that it's going to be called a lot more, and they need to teach all their players to have their head up and lead with their shoulder. They even have a drill they do that I haven't seen them do now with their offensive linemen, where they have to stand under this. Uh, platform that's that's uh, like four feet high maybe short maybe shorter than that and they have to squat under it and they have to make sure they don't bring their head up and hit that thing and so they're they're very concerned about it so i don't you know no one talks about it because the only thing everyone talked about in the offseason was changing the catch rule which they definitely need to do need to do no question about that 
But this thing could be bigger than people realize. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. It's interesting to speculate, Terry. On, on the one hand, I, I won't speak for you guys, but I assume you're in this corner, and that is we're all for safety. We all, we'd rather see these guys be able to live full lives after football, and if, if they have to make some adjustments to, to make the game a little safer, okay. On the other hand, you go, is there, a, I mean, there obviously is the possibility that they could go far enough to impact the game to the point where they could start really seeing uh, it affect their bottom line. And people are talking about last year. Last year was a little tick compared to what could happen if enough people decide, hey, I just don't like the way the game is played anymore. I mean, is, could they be on that path, do you think, or do you think football's entrenched enough that people will adjust as fans to whatever happens and still enjoy watching the game on Sunday? No, I agree. The, it, the game could change to the point where it affects people's decision to watch it because, let's face it, there's an awful lot of people who watch football because of its violence. I mean, that's that's just the truth. And uh, if you continue to legislate big hits out of the game, some people will not like it. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if some point we got to the if we reached the point at some time in the near future or within the next few years where you just can't hit the quarterback, where the quarterback where we're playing, you know, the quarterback's off limits like you do in practice in a red jersey. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if at some point it reached that. And if it did, people would be really upset because the sack is one of the favorite plays right. in football. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think they're to that point yet, and I think they want to be careful about that. But there are some concerns about it that they would get, get to the point where you just make people mad. I know there were games, college games I watched last year where players got thrown out of the game, a deep, usually a defensive back, for a hit that I thought was just preposterous. Yeah. Absolutely preposterous. I agree. So, and it really angered me. So, I, yeah, that's a concern. I, I agree. Yeah, they're able, though, I mean, in college, though, I mean, they're able to go back and review it. I don't think you can do that yeah. in the NFL, correct? I don't think you can go back and replay once you ejected someone to see if, if they did, in well, fact, kind of launch themselves situation. and lower so their head. If that's a judgment call and you throw somebody out of the game without having the process of review, wow, you've really set yourself up for some controversy there. So no one really knows, and we'll, you know, each year before the season starts, a, an NFL referee will come and talk to media, members of the media for each team, along with the players, and explain to them the new rules and how it's going to affect things. And I'm really, I usually, I, I just, you know, you just want to sleep through that. It's not really that exciting. But this is a big one this year. I think they're going to, they're going to really need to specify some things in how this is going to be called and what they plan to do. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. This year, where I usually dread it, and this year it's going to be interesting to see what they say and what they tell players and what they tell us about how they're going to enforce that rule. Uh, Terry Blunt uh, chatting with us here is weekly visit Beacon Plumbing Hotline. You can catch Terry every single Saturday right on these airwaves, 11 to 1 o'clock. Uh, he breaks microphones, mouses. We will find out what he'll break this week <laughs> in the, uh, the Saturday studio visit. Um, how big was the glass of bourbon that you poured yourself last night after the Astros beat the Mariners, Terry? You know, honestly, mm-hmm. it's it's not that way. I was just so excited mm-hmm. to see meaningful games the first week of June. That is so much fun. Don't, don't I mean, dodge it, Terry. Night, I, I'm not kidding you. That game last night was so fun to watch because it was back and forth. The Mariners still had a chance to get back into it in the ninth inning. Fantastic defense played by the Mariners last night. Absolutely stellar defense, which gave them a chance to still win the game at the end. It's fun. It's just fun to have the team that everyone going into the season thought was basically all but unbeatable, now all of a sudden with a significant rival in the division that they're going to have to cope with. 
And I, I believe the Mariners left there showing them something, showing them, you know what? We're not afraid of you guys. We can play with you guys, and this is the way it's going to be. And it was, honestly, whoever won, it was fun for me because it's two really good teams not answering in a question, division in, in June. Didn't answer, did he, you don't Gass? He <laughs> didn't answer the he question, answer. did he? I, I, was, just, I, I mean, just I answer the question, Terry. over the Astros' victory. I was not. Although, yeah. Are you although, Astros' rants? You might be Astros' uh, rants guy. You know what? That's, uh, you guys should leave my son alone, alone <laughs> That's right. and, and let him do his thing. <laughs> so do his really job. He's just trying to get a toehold in the industry for just Pete's sake. Just start, Dad. <laughs> hey, what about, guys, what about, uh, and, and I understand he's not up there to draw a walk. He's up there to win the game, but Cruz is at bat at the end of the game. He saw six pitches, not one was a strike, and he struck out. And it was like, Man. I mean, you know, again, you, you're a little tr- over aggressive there, maybe. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but, you know, they wouldn't have been in the game without his home run no, no. early in the game. So, and you want so, him, you, know, you want him swinging. I mean, you want him trying to connect yeah. in that position. Yeah. I, I get it. But it was like, it's a tough call. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I was just, they, they battled back. They were yeah. in it to the end. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. And by the way, you know that Astros bullpen hasn't been stellar in the last few weeks either. So oh, if you terrible. usually if you get rid of their starter, you got a shot. Now by they battle uh, back, do you mean the Mariners or the Astros? Which one? Yeah, of yeah, who's, who's they? Who's they and who's, who's we? they and we and I uh, and, and us, <laughs> Terry? Who is it? <laughs> it? It depends on who's listening. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you no, go. You know what? I loved every second oh, of geez. of that game last night. Yeah, every sure. second. Of course you did because you got the you got the win. I, I <laughs> You got the no. winter. What's uh, what's the Mount Rushmore topic on Saturday? Oh, favorite Astros you know, player of all time. I justify <laughs> going for the triple crown. Oh, yeah. So, in light of that, who are your Mount Rushmore all time horses? Secretariat and whoever uh, you want to pick. By the way, uh, Slickhawk has already chimed in. Apparently, he's got some kind of fetish with S names of horses because they were all S's, yeah. but uh, which he denies. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, by the way. I didn't specify that they had to be racehorses. I mean, you know, you could, you know, My Little Pony, uh, Trigger, Trigger? Uh, yeah. you know. I'll uh, take Mr. the Black what, Stallion. What? I'll take the Black Stallion <laughs> against Secretariat <laughs> any day of the week. How about Silver? <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, but I thought that'd be fun for people yeah. to weigh in on their their Mount Rushmore of horses with uh, with the Triple Crown. All right. How about Duty? Isn't Duty? Wasn't that uh, Dudley Do Right's horse was named Duty? We don't don't we don't want to talk about your bathroom at it. So no, no. We'll I know. Hey, yeah. you know, knock it off there. You know, just, <laughs> here I've been on your side on this whole Houston yeah. thing. I'm well, about to flip. Whatever. All right. If you want to <laughs> want to hear about the Houston Astros coming up on Saturday, Terry Blunt will take oh, all okay. your Houston Astro questions from eleven <laughs> to one, including Mount Rushmore on the Mount Rushmore. Of horses. Terry, we'll talk to you next week and uh, we will listen to you coming up on Saturday. Okay, guys, thanks. There he is. Smoking Sports uh, with Terry Blunt. Every Saturday, he calls it Blunt Sports Talk with Terry Blunt. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday's from 11 to 1 o'clock right here on 950KJR. His son is uh, the author of Astros Rants. And he's and, coming up. And he is coming up oh, next man, because nice. remember, he had an issue with Mike Zanino. Yeah. After game one of the series. And Zanino took one off the arm. I took a yeah. big hit off Never, the arm. Right, and he, he advocated to hit him. That's right. Yeah. And they hit him. They did hit him. Kind of, yeah, whatever. They yeah. hit him, didn't they? Yeah. Because they, they listened to Astros rants. That's right. Well, he was uh, gloating yesterday in his uh, latest podcast, Astros Rants. Happy about the Astros win.